We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Gotta hustle on your own time. Color people at before side. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George Mackay here at Straight Talk Wrestling Studios back again. And I got a good one. I got an up and comer. I got a one to watch. I got somebody I've been keeping my eye on. I'm very excited to welcome her to the show. Without further ado, you can see her on the screen, the one and only Vanna Black. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. So uh, you were chopping it up with the mini host. We always drop her episode before my uh, intellectually long-winded conversations, but her five questions kind of brings forward the uh, getting to know you portion of the show, if you will. Nice icebreaker to get into everything. Exactly. You put the you put the cuter one on the screen. Everybody <laughs> kind of settles down. You lock everyone in and then they just keep watching. That's it. 150%. So my first question is, is um, wrestling in Ontario. We have quite the scene out here. It's a scene that I hold very close to my heart because I'm in and around it so long and so often. But uh, I don't want to share it. But I do like to share it, especially with talent like yourself. So what was, I guess, the um, the the reason that you decided to get into pro wrestling I mean, everybody starts off as a fan but what was the reason that vanna black decided to step through the ropes i, I this question comes so often too i feel like with other wrestlers like what's your origin story what happened so started off as a fan as a kid and then i just kind of got out of it you know i was more of like the early 2000s watching it came a little bit more pg pg 13 it changed i always like kept my eye out i never really knew about the independent scene and then I got older, went to university, and it was one day I was out at a bar and this guy came up to me and he said something and my friend was like, well, don't mess with her. She's going to be a pro wrestler one day. So that was like my go-to line. I was like, I'm going to be a diva. I'm going to be a pro wrestler. Did nothing to pursue that. But I was like, it was just a saying. And he was like, oh, I'm an independent wrestler in Ontario here. And I was like, I have no idea what that means. Like, I don't want to like wrestle on a mat in a gymnasium, like high school like I want to jump off a rope he's like no that's what I do and my 10 year old self lost their mind he told me everything like he where he trained what he did how long he's been doing it from and he goes we could always use females if you ever want to like live out your dream here's my information and I did nothing with it for a year and then one day it was I don't know what happened I just woke up and I was like I'm just gonna live out my dream and I saw that he posted a match that he did and I think it was in Ontario. Yeah. And I messaged him and I was like, Hey, year later, very random. Is this still an option? And he goes, yeah. And he was like, do you want to train? What's kind of your plan? And I was like, I just want to see a ring in person. I just want to see what it's like, feels like, I think everyone just wants that showed up to rips and it was a couple years later and I haven't left. Look at that. You're part of the rip family. And I love rip impact. He's yeah. a big, uh, big uh, uh, fan of the show. And we're big fans of him. He's been on the show and we've watched his journey and his progression. When you get into a ring and you kind of look around at everything and even from training to your first match, when you, when you come out through the curtain, mm -hmm. it's all surreal, right? It feels oh, like, yeah. it feels like there's this uh, moment in time where everything just stops. And all of a sudden you look around and you're like, fuck man, I got to perform in front of all these people and they're going to see every minuscule little thing that I do oh, right yeah. and everything that I do wrong. Were you ever in your own head? debuting your first match when you were walking out there were you ever like fuck i just you mentioned klutziness in the five questions with the mini host yeah. like i just gotta make it to the ring and everything else after that will be okay it's oh the first match and everyone gives you advice everyone's in your ear and you know the wrestler we're chatters there's some of us are really shy and then other other ones they're just like you can't get them to stop and everyone's in your ear and i remember my goal was to just have one match that's all I said I everyone was like what do you want to do do you want to travel do you want to make this like your full life and I was like no I just want one match I just want to live out a dream and I got injured a month before that match and I thought I was never going to be able to wrestle again I almost broke my back and being able to get to that spot in front of the curtain I remember my opponent that went through first and I literally said I was like I can't do it like I was ready to throw up and he like says the joke now he goes I thought I was getting like stood up at the altar like you weren't going to come down like nothing but I had all the guys there just surrounding me as I'm like trying to pump myself up and I was like if I don't do this now I'm never going to do it people have come to see me I got to prove to myself and to others that like I'm just I'm gonna have to trust my body and trust myself that as soon as I go through there's no other option and that's 
still to this day what it is like I still get nervous I was like I still to myself say I can't do it I'm not going to do it I'm like you know what they'll be fine without me he'll like wrestle an invisible person it's totally fine but as soon as I get through I'm like you have no choice and for some reason your body just takes over and you just walk through and you're like I got it I have to there's no other choice but you stand there and you're like yeah no I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna kill it I'm gonna put 100% in and that's I'm gonna lay it all out on the mat really so that first one is oh still to this day I was like there's a uh, savage media did some video compilation about one of uh, the wreck the halls shows for rip and it's my first match so you can see the clip of me going through the curtain and you see the clip of me like leaving after that and I'm crying because I couldn't control my emotions and all the guys are hugging me and all that and I was like for anyone to be able to have their first match documented like that that by far is like a highlight of my career because I'm you saw that real raw emotion you saw that I'm not going to go out there moment and <laughs> you still went out there but yeah and it was it's pretty insane it's pretty surreal once you're there you have no choice is what I say to people you get out there and you're like I'm doing it I didn't come all this way for nothing I didn't get ready for nothing I'm I'm going to quote Mike the situation we didn't come this far we honestly did not come this far I remember oh my gosh and then even if I tell people to come to a show and I'm like not feeling it or I'm not ready or I get the nerves I'm like no they drove this way and they bought a ticket and they're gonna be pissed if I didn't show up, even though the show's great and they enjoyed everything else, if they're like, oh yeah, by the way, you didn't even come through and you chickened out, like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, that's not going to be on my reputation. No, you don't want to have that. You definitely don't want to be the girl that sells tickets, but doesn't show up. To yeah, I sell the tickets, but I don't, I don't actually go through the curtain. No, no, no. I'll, I'll watch through, but I don't want to walk through. <laughs> so when we talk Ontario Indie Wrestling, you stated it earlier, you're right. Even when you met met the uh, wrestler that kind of got you into this a year later, yeah. you mentioned that we he said to you, we could always use females. And that's because here in Ontario, you can literally count all the ladies on both hands and still yeah. probably have a finger or two to spare. It's a little bit... Uh, it, it definitely is a bright spot for you guys because there's, there's spots where all of you can shine. Mm -hmm. Also, too, it's like... Every once in a while, you keep having, you start having these fight forever opponents just because those are the only ones in your backyard. Yeah. And I, I'm wearing one of, uh, one of the many ladies, the proud women. One of the right? top ones we have. <laughs> absolutely. Jody Threat, she's absolutely killing it. I've seen her kill it in so many avenues and have so many layers. When you look at the the females that have come out of here, like, I mean, Taylor Wilde, killing it in impact. Jody mm -hmm. Threat, killing it in impact. Silesia Sparks, getting more opportunities in impact. Taylor Wilde, getting more opportunities in impact. You look at this crop of talent and all of a sudden you think to yourself, huh, I'm in the conversation and you are in the conversation. That's why I introduced you as one of the ones to watch because you've impressed the hell out of me. And one of the coolest things that I saw is as I creep Instagram and I stalk very PG, I don't stalk just for the hell of stalking. I stalk to see what everybody's up to. Uh, you had the opportunity to train at the dungeon with TJ Wilson and Natty Neinhardt. Yeah. And from a girl like yourself who mentioned that you were a big fan in the early 2000s, you got to share a ring, share a couple days with someone you got to see debut and still have a very successful career to this day. Yeah. You walk in and you see Natty Neinhart, you see TJ Wilson, who was a man who shouldn't be walking, let alone training other wrestlers, has overcome all of that to be yeah. one of the best producers in wrestling, period, and has a great school. You walk in, you're trying not to fangirl, but let's be honest, I know if I was in your position... I would have fangirled hard. Natty, sorry, can we take a selfie? TJ, yeah, you can couldn't, selfie? you can't not. Like, it's just, <laughs> there's no, even playing it cool, you're not playing it cool. Not at all, not at all. And TJ's been on the show before. He's an absolute friend of the show. We love him to death over here as well. But um, Natty, she's tough as nails. She looks so sweet, but I know she could beat the crap out of I anything. would never mess with her. Nicest, nicest person. But when you get in that ring, it's no BS. What was one of the things that she, or what was some of the advice or, or for those couple of days that you were training down there? First off, I guess let's, let's backtrack a little bit. How did you get the opportunity to go out there? And was it like an invite from them? Or were you just like, you know what, we're driving through, fuck it. Let's take the shot and hit them up and see what happens. Yeah. So TJ did a seminar at battle arts mm -hmm. a bit ago. And, uh, I didn't go to that, but a couple of the other guys that we trained with um, and Miley too, they all went to that. And as we always do, 
you always are friendly. You're very thankful. You're very appreciative. You usually send a message, very genuine saying, I really like anything that you gave us, we're going to take and move forward and learn from it. And um, it's just one of those ones where they made a connection and they were like, you know what, let's plan a trip to Florida because they're in that way. If we get a chance to even get five, 10 minutes with them, hell, like that is a dream come true again. So I remember we all planned this trip and we were all prepared. Like we're going to Florida for a week and we might not even step foot in the ring. They might not give us the time of day. It might've just been like, we're being nice to these Ontario wrestlers saying, yeah, yeah. Like, let us know. Like you might be able to stop by. We'll see where we're at. Like we have big busy schedules and we just went off of a whim, planned the full trim, but we did not know if we were ever going to get time. And they were the nicest people ever. It wasn't even just like an hour we got. We got days training with them in the dungeon at night with other wrestlers as well um, that they trained with too. And it was, uh, it was amazing. I mean, when we went every single day, it was like that night we were like, okay, we're going to say bye to them. We're never seeing them. And we're like, okay, come back, come tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll start at this time. And we're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. We won't go to the beach. No, 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 no. Yeah, we'll come here again. And then we even got a, a booking for, because you're always trying to get other shows there in the independent scene. And we made some connections. And one of the wrestlers, Ariel, um, said like, oh, message this promotion. They might get you on. So we had a full, like, we're going to go on a show. We'll wrestle in Florida. And then TJ was like, okay, come in tomorrow, put on matches, and I'll watch you guys. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we're canceling that promotion. We're not going to go to the show. We're just going to go back to the church. But it was, they took a shot on us because they'd never done that before. They've never just invited people there that they didn't know. Natty made it, would say all the time. She was like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for all of you. We don't do this. We kind of, TJ just loves giving back and sees talent and pure people and says, people have done it for me. I'm going to do it in the future in return and always give back. But it kind of just like, we really lucked out, like every single part of it locked out that we got the opportunity that we got days with them that we made that good connection that the people that are at the dungeon the other wrestlers genuinely nice humans and like still to this day I keep in contact with a handful of them and they're like we can't wait to get out to like Ontario like we're gonna try to get to Toronto we'll try to like get together if you're in Florida again or this way like it was like, everything we got out of that week still feels like a dream Absolutely, it does. What was uh, what was some of the best advice or what was something that you didn't know? Because I mean, uh, you never stop learning. So no, to say that yeah. you know everything in the ring or everything outside the ring, like, listen, I'm a fan. I've been a fan of this business for, oh, it pains me to say this, but 39 years. I've literally been a wrestling fan since the day I came out <laughs> and um, I've never looked back and I've loved everything about this business from even the shadiest of the sides of it, it's it's got its rough edges for sure, but this business oh, yeah. is, is the purest form and the connections that my daughter and I have made, the brand that we've worked so hard to build over these last seven years has been a dream and just to have these conversations. And that's why I always say, people are always like, oh no, you just do interviews. Absolutely not. You can tell, you've been in this interview with me for now 15 minutes. Have I looked at my phone once? Have no, I taken no. my eyes off you once? No, this means I. it feels like a conversation. We're just it's a, com it's a genuine connection. And that's the one thing about like this industry is you can call BS pretty quick. You really can. And you have to be able to, mm -hmm. or else you're going to get in really grimy situations, bad situations, or you can get, it, it's not all like butterflies and rainbows and unicorns all the time. You have to really be able to like call the bullshit. And when you make genuine connections with people, you're like, oh, it's been five hours and we're still talking. We're like, oh, the show's done. Everyone's left and we're we're still, and you keep in touch and it's crazy. Like the Ontario scene is one thing, but to be able to like have genuine connections with people in other countries and different like areas of Canada and that they still support you. And it's, I know it's Instagram usually, like they'll send you a like or it looks great, but those little things matter. And that's like, those are genuine connections. So yeah, it's a, uh, some of the advice we we got a lot again natty no bs with her i we got in and we were all pretty nervous and they said that like we got it you're nervous too and this is like a wwe ring so it's big and for my little legs a little bit too big at some points so it was kind of like felt like i was running my heart out but we started off with just lockups and within the first five seconds she was like that's shit that looks terrible do it again do it again and she's like if your lockup is not good no one's ever going to look at you. She was like, that is to anyone watching. And you, once you like have that in your mind, you're really going to look in, you're giving a week lockup. Why are you even here? 
Mm. You really got to put like, that's the first few seconds that someone's going to look at you. So she was really good at critiquing those little things where it's like, that's what's going to make you different. That's what's going to make, like, you can do a backflip, you can do a moonsault, but if you can't get me within the first four seconds of your match, why am I watching you? Which is true because it's a lot of talent out there. So you got to get someone somehow. Um, she gave great uh, technical advice. They were also very like good. Like this business isn't for everyone. And they really appreciate like if you show effort and dedication, that's how you keep growing and learning. You don't come in with egos. You don't come in being like, oh, well, I do this, this, this. And I've been training for 10 years and I, I can do a moonsault. And they're like, so like, what else? Are you being open? Are you being receptive? Are you actually genuinely here to learn? Are you not taking advantage of people? Like that was just like in the passing conversations that you could really tell. But I remember, yeah, lockup now, ever since I was like, oh, she, she really, uh, she really put that on me. And for uh, someone who's smaller too, she was like, I don't want to see happy feet. And I was like, oh, okay. Like what's happy feet. And she goes, there's no puttering. There's no like tiptoeing around. She goes, you're running. She's like, you got short legs. You got to, cause Moose was there the one day at training. She was just like, I want you and Moose at the same pace here. So you better figure out what your strides are going to be because you're not, you're not just going to be like tiptoeing around everything. And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Nice. I like that. That listen, if you if you can't be honest, what's the point, right? I mean, honesty yeah. is is honesty is everything. And we said that too. We're like, critique us. Like, tell us what we're doing wrong. Because when training, even now, you go to the same few places and even like the same promotions you're at, everyone gets used to what you're doing. They understand it's like, oh, there's a slip up. But when someone new sees you, they're like, Oh, I would do this just like slightly a little differently, or I would maybe try to do this. And you're like, shit, why did no one tell me that two years ago? Or why did I not see that? It's fresh eyes. It's someone who they don't know you anything. Like they really don't. So they're just genuine, genuinely there to like make you a better wrestler, give some advice that they know, tell you how, like, if you want to make it in this business, this is what we've learned, take it or leave it. But this is what it is. I like that. I really do like that. You're very wise beyond your years. I know you're only in your 20s, but you're very wise. You're an old soul, man. I like, like to say I'm an old soul. Yes. Every, like, that's what I mean. Like, I'll get in the conversations with the young ones. With the, Give me an elderly person at a wrestling show. I might. We'll be talking for hours. Mm. You'll be talking for hours about back pain, what World War II was oh, like. I, when my thumb came out in the ring at the dungeon and TJ was like, oh, what are you going to do? And I was like, someone pull it back in because. I'm not stopping. I'm not, I'm, stopping. I'm not, I was like, we're not going to the hospital. <laughs> not going to a hospital. What, uh, my uh, buddy, Jax Williams said, he was the one, my thumb came out and everyone's like, oh God, like what happened? And he was like, we're not going to the hospital here. And just like pulls it back in. And I was like, yeah, we're just going to take this up. And it's totally fine. Totally fine. Leave the tears for the pillow at home. We're not going to show anyone that this hurts right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, I love it. I love the, I love the tenacity. So let's talk championships. You are. At least I still think you are, if my Instagram serves me correctly. You are still the Riot champion. I am still the, the one and only. The only okay. one so far. Yes, that's right. You are the inaugural champ. And yes. you have uh, you have already had some pretty incredible defenses. You also had to go through hell and back just to win the inaugural championship. Yeah, there are some talk, rounds we had to do. Talk to me about the journey of becoming the inaugural Riot championship. Riot, Riot champion, sorry. Yeah. And what it meant to you to be the first person. Like, your history books. Like, yes, yeah. okay, it's an indie promotion title, but history books, you are the first. So when anybody ever talks about that title after your first run, they're going to be like, that was held by Vanna Black, originally the first champ. And yeah. it's you're going to be synonymous with that title. You and that title now are linked in time. Nothing will change it's, that. It's, but, it's, uh, it's insane to think about it. It really is. Um, and the thing is about the right chance, it's only defended in multi-man matches. So... I remember when I first, like we had to go through, there was a couple qualifying rounds and it was my first triple threat match I've ever done. It was my first fatal four. Like these matches that I was in, I was like, I've really never wrestled this many people before. Like, I don't even know. And like the strategy is with like some of the guys, they've all been doing this longer. And I'm just like, how the hell am I going to beat them? Like, how am I going to like my strategy, like, everything? How am I going to outsmart them? How am I going to use my height to get away from them how am I going to like be watching them and knowing maybe what they're going to do and be like mm, no I'm not going to be there for that when they try attempt that so the riot championship is very close to my heart for the sense that it was my first triple threat that I had to be in to qualify for it 
It's my first title ever. And it was at HBW, which was, is my home, but it was going against people that were there for my first day of training. First day there, the first time I ever locked up with someone to be able to share a ring with them and still get the upper edge or to outsmart them in some way, or them actually have respect for me being like, yeah, I remember when she was just that person that came in to want to see a ring and now she's kicking my ass. Like it's, it's very much surreal. And I was saying before in the first five questions of those icebreakers, um, when I won the championship, my whole family from Sarnia was there. So to be able to, I remember hold that and look to them and say like, Hey, I know this was just a thing that I was into when I was a little kid. And I was Hulk Hogan when, when I was eight years old for Halloween and everyone thought that I was the weirdest one ever, but like, this is what I'm doing. And I put like my soul into it these past couple of years. And like, I have something to prove it. Like I'm holding it. Like I'm good. I brought it home and my dad's like taking photos with the belt. Like this is the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, I didn't just do it for myself. Like I proved to myself, but I proved to others. I proved to everyone who I shared the ring with everyone at the school. Like it was, it was a lot of work and it's still continuing to be like these now matchups that Rip's putting me in. I'm like, God damn it, Rip. Like, who are you going to put me against next? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, you're killing me here. Like, these are like big, big guys. Like, there. I remember when it was uh, me and Tyler Arrow was the one. And Tyler Arrow was the first person I ever stepped in the ring with. When I first started training, Rip's like, we have class going on. Okay, Arrow, you go in with her and you show her this, this, this. And to be able, there's like one part in our match where like we were outsmarting each other and we just looked at each other and I was like, damn, like, like this guy, I had respect for him and he helped me. And I was like, and we're like face to face right now and just going at it. I was like, this is surreal. Like, this is really like, I still want it. I still have it. So I, was like, yeah, I, I love that. I, I still have it. it. Yeah. But it was like, it's those <laughs> moments where you're like, yeah, it's entertainment. Like you put yourself on the line, but like it really hits your soul some days. Like it's those moments where you're like, shit, like this is, I'm never going to forget any of these matches. They each have a moment where you're like, damn, like, yeah, that, that's it. That's it. That's, that's, that's something. I love it. You're you're getting me all excited for wrestling again. I feel like I got to go watch like some Hogan matches. I got to go do it all up after. Oh, start watching the old school. Oh my! I recently, uh, my latest obsession has been Jerry Lynn again. Oh my oh, god! Wow, you really are an old fucking. Soul, oh my! Right? So yeah, my one buddy, he's obsessed with Jerry Lynn, and I remember when we were in Florida, he was like, "You got to watch some of this stuff. You got to watch some of his stuff." Like he was, he's great. And now I like went to training yesterday. I was like. Yo, Rip, I want to try this, this, this. He goes, that's what Jerry Lynn used to do. I was like, yes, we know, okay? <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, if you if you dislike Rip and all the challenges that he's putting you through, you're going to hate this next segment of the show because this is where I become an armchair booker and I pitch some match ideas to Rip. And I know he watches the show, so hi, hi. Rip. Here we go. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that you've had your triple threats, you've had your fatal four ways, but mm -hmm. now I'm thinking we've got to up the ante. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that we should have the first ever triple threat falls count anywhere. Oh, yeah. And I also think that we should do the first ever triple threat uh, backlot brawl, like surround the ring in some cars and just beat the living fuck out of each other. Oh, you have, we have been saying it. Oh, like rep, like, give me a ladder. You go, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like you really like, are you sure? And I was like, okay, it's kind of high, but I was like, get yeah, like, I want like, like I want like you keep wanting to push the limits especially at the Germania club I was like I'll I'll, I'll go from the top I'll, I'll I'll jump I'm little like you won't see me come out of the audience I'll use the balcony because yeah don't do that please like just I was like yeah but if I do it and like I'll ask for forgiveness later hmm. probably won't because I don't want him to get mad at me but like yeah though it's like those like you always hear what's next like just just back here I was surrounding the ring with just like just you're just going at it with each other. That's what's next. That's what you need next. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the first ever triple threat falls count anywhere for the Riot Championship. I think that sounds like a, a match made in, well, a match made in hell, to be honest. That's, it does. It sounds like a match. <laughs> she wants it. Rip, I know you're watching. She's already, she signed, she's virtually agreed to the contract. Yeah, it's a verbal Rips. agreement right now. There's verbal. 
It's a verbal agreement. There's no real contracts. We're just all talk. Yeah, exactly. This this will hold up in a court of law. She can't back out now. There's no backing out now. So when we talk about pushing the limits, like you want to defend this championship, you want to make this championship mm-hmm. and you won. So pushing the fact that it could only be defended in multi-man matches is so intriguing because it literally there is no one-on-one. There no. is you. And you don't even have to get pinned. That's what's, that, yeah. It that's, doesn't even have to be me. That's, that's the what's, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what's crazy. It's crazy. You can you can walk in as a champ and walk out, but not get your shoulders pinned. Yeah. And it's it kind of sucks because it's literally leaving it up to the other person. And now you have to you have to actually take on if you're in a triple threat, you have to take on four people. If you really think yeah. about it, you have to take on those two individuals. You have to take on the clock, and you also have to take on yourself because oh, yeah. you have to literally beat yourself. You have to beat yourself because you have to make sure that they are more exhausted than you are. And you have to keep overcoming your fears and your subconscious. It's yeah, you got paying attention to everything. Like mm-hmm. there's moments too. when people say like, Oh, triple threat match. Like, cause I know the one we did, it was, we were all in the ring the whole time, basically, which doesn't happen too often. You see a lot of triple threat matches where it's like, kind of like two on two and then you see that opportunity go in two on two you see an opportunity go in there was one like we're all in there and you see the moments of like I'll be in the corner looking I'm like no not yet okay no now I'm gonna like you you do the big big man you get him down and then I'm just gonna scoot right on in and it's it's strategy it's strategic and especially as someone who's not the biggest one in these matches like you gotta be that way it's it's a lot of elements going on Absolutely. It is. And what's it like for you now when you go to shows, because you do have a name, you have a, you're developing a brand here in Ontario. You are going to get booked more because I see it. You have the potential for that. What's it like for you when you see a young fan, boy or girl, doesn't matter. Young fan comes up to you after the show and they say like, you're awesome. You could, you are literally inspiring the next generation. Cause they could be like, my favorite indie wrestler was Vanna black. And she inspired me that when I'm old enough to train legally, I want to get in that ring because of, some of the cool shit that she did yeah. like that's all that's got to be ridiculously cool man it's those those are the moments where you really there's a couple moments where i like of course with your family or just even like when you're with yourself and you're like i did it but when you have like fans like i never thought i'd have a fan like i i never thought you some people i don't know if they go into this being like oh yeah i'm gonna be the biggest name out there but like i said i just wanted one match that's it and I, it's been a pat like some shows now that it would be little kids and they're like losing their mind and their parents like I'm sorry they're too scared to come up to you can they get a photo with you and I was like yeah sure give them the belt they can hold the belt like I don't look good right now but yeah take the photo all you need and they're scared to come up with me because they're like you I just saw you do that and I'm like yeah and I say that my always question is like you gonna get in the ring and do this like is that your goal and some of them are like yeah like I really want to wrestle one day or no, no, no. I just like watching. And there was, I think the last HBW show after the match, this girl's father came up to me and he was like, she, I think she's like 12 years old. And he was like, she's too scared to come up to Vanna Black. She's too nervous, but she really wants a photo with you. And I was like, yeah, come on here. Gave her the belt. We took a photo. She bought one of my shirts and she was just like, this is my first wrestling show I've ever seen. She'd never watched wrestling before. Her dad brought her to the show. She like her, you could see like her eyes. She was like, this is like something that like a girl can do as well. Like anyone can do this, like fighting other girls or guys, like this is a thing. And I was like, yeah, like, did you have fun? Did you enjoy it? And I went to training at Rips a couple days later and her and her dad were there and she was wearing my shirt and they were talking to Rip about his kids' classes. And like, I walk in and I'm like, am I, I look like I just like rolled off the street. I was like so tired from work today. I'm like, uh, and all of a sudden I see the dad. I was like, oh, this guy looks familiar. I was like, hey. And then she's wearing my shirt and she's like, hi. And I was like, oh, hey. And Rip's like, oh yeah, they're asking about quit kids classes. Like they said, they saw you wrestle. She was like, couldn't believe like this was actually a thing. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh my God. Like she, she actually saw her first show, was talking to one of the wrestlers, bought a merchandise, wore it and was like dad I want to do that figure out how I'm going to do this and her dad like support I was like this is the craziest thing ever Rip's like that's insane I was like yeah is this normal he goes no that doesn't happen often like you really like you're 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 meaning something to like especially these kids maybe they think I'm like the same age as them because I'm not that tall but like you're you're really meaning something to them and I was like 
shit like it, you don't want to stop like you don't want to stop doing it for yourself but like so someone who's a fan you're like well I can't if I disappear for a bit like what are they gonna think or if they think like oh they just gave up or I can't do it or if even if I lose a match like how I react after and how I don't give up like that's it's showing something to kids and even like younger adults that are into this and like oh like you got to keep pushing through and seeing that I was just like oh crap I was like it's crazy. It, like it almost made me cry. And I was just like, damn, Rip, what are you doing to me? Where are you buying these people? <laughs> you know what? It's um uh my good friend Rob, who I do my side podcast with the MLW Rewind, he he brought it to my attention. Something called imposter syndrome. It's where you don't yeah. feel that you should belong. And I, I'm the same way. I've been doing this podcast thing for seven years, and it's surreal. Like when I messaged you, you were like, Oh, yeah, big fan of the show. I'm like, really? And it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like an insult to you. It was like, it was like, but you, you take the time out of your day to watch our stuff. Like, that's crazy yeah. to me. And when I hear that, it's like, wow. And it's like, huh. She watches it even knowing that, uh, I, uh, I always look like I rolled out of bed or I got bags out of my eyes. It's cause I'm a girl dad. I have two daughters, Van. Okay. I'm exhausted. We're exhausting. <laughs> you all, oh, you are, you so are in teenagers. We like to test suck. them. <laughs> teenagers absolutely suck. Okay. And I was once one a very long time ago, but I sucked then. And having a teenager now sucks. It, it, I, my dad always says, he goes, you went on the bus in grade nine to high school your first day. And he goes, I don't know who came off that bus, but it was not the same person. Like that yeah. day, you're just different. I was just like, what's that mean? <laughs> that means that you sucked. You absolutely stunk. I'm like, but here's my belt. <laughs> Go show your coworkers. <laughs> Look at me. Hey, what's that you're wearing? Oh, that's my daughter's belt. Why do yeah. you have it? She's sleeping. She doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, you put it on. I was like, I'm so jealous. It fits you. Mine I can't even wear. It's too big. I'm just falls right <laughs> I love it. I love it. So your dad has put up with your crazy dreams. Your family has put up with your crazy dreams. And that support system means the world to a lot of people. It, it's it, big. It's the kind of thing that uh, it'll keep you going. And it's just like me, like us with this podcast. Every time I get discouraged or I don't see it growing or don't see it evolving. And, you know, I, I say to my wife, I say, oh, it's been seven years. It's been a great journey. I've talked to a lot of people. She's like, yeah, so it's been seven years. Why don't you go eight? And why don't you go nine? And then go 10. And it's like, fuck, stop pushing me to be the better version of myself. Sometimes I just want to wallow in my own self-pity. And you're fucking ruining everything. <laughs> No, like I but, suck today. Just let me live that. Like, yeah, let, you know what's wrong with me and a pint of Hagen Dazs? Well, I've, I, I mean, you, uh, I've eaten quite a few pints of Hagen Dazs. I'll be honest with you on that. But um, when when we talk about support systems and how crucial they are, I mean, they can they can be the difference between going to bed unfocused and going to bed completely yeah. focused. And was there ever times in this journey for you thus far? Cause the journey's far from over. Like I said, I, I'm putting my stamp on it. You are officially our 2023. <laughs> as, as people keep telling me, they're like, you're really green. You're really, you should be wearing green. You're so green. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think you have, I think you have a huge upside and I think your town and I don't sugarcoat shit. I'm going to be on. I, I'm just like natty. If you, if you don't pique my attention within the first four or five times of seeing you, I don't want to have yeah. a single thing to do with you. But if you do pique my attention and I do, you know, reach out and say, hey, let's have a conversation and you reach out back, then that just cements everything that we're doing right and everything that you're doing right. And you're doing a lot of things right. And you've got a great upside. And yeah, okay, you were a teenager like seven, eight months ago, but you still sucked then. But now you're better. I think I'm older than people give me credit to. <laughs> I, you know what? When I saw it for the first time, I was like, holy crap, is she like, okay, serious question. Mortgage rates in the Shire. Are they, are they good for like hobbits like yourself or are they expensive or <laughs> no, you kidding. know what? My mortgage rate on the house that I have is I got it pretty good. So I was going to say, maybe it's because I think I was a child trying to buy it, but like, right I've, I've had people be like, oh, she's 30. And then I've had like some wrestlers be like, wow, how, like, what did you do in school today? Like how was high school? And I'm like, okay, I'm way older than happy. I was like, I'm in the like later twenties, but like, God damn. <laughs> All right. Let's see if I can guess this right. Women aren't supposed to tell their age, but let me see if I can guess this right. So you said later twenties, you're not in high school. We've already established this. You still can't get on and off buses correctly. We established that in a five question. Still hurt herself. So yeah. So you hurt yourself quite frequently. You probably hurt yourself rolling out of bed this morning. Um, I'm going to say 27. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I'm going to be 27 in a few months. Yeah. So you're not even 27. You're going to be 27. I'd like to awesome. I'm over 26, you know, like some like, when stuff happens in your life, you're like, man, let's just put us on to the next year. And then we're just like, gonna. Okay. I'm almost 40. So you and your 26 can just, you know, fly a kite. Okay. 
All right. All right. We'll just fall off another bus. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I hope, I hope tomorrow when you get on that bus, you fall right on your ass. Not that I want you to injure yourself, but I no, just, no, no. it's like, I we're going to get, but she still can do a stunner in her match, but like, just be able to like, yeah, jolt just, her a bit. just do a stutter, but on the right butt cheek, not the left because you fell on the left. So it's a little bit tender. Exactly. You know what? There's going to be days when you get home from like a, a grueling match where you're going to be like in the shower and blood is just going to be coming down. You're going to be like, oh, look at that. I got a thumbtack in my thigh. That's awesome. Oh, the, the, and I bruise easily too. And I mean, people, they're like, I came back from out East and I mean, my elbow here was all black and blue. And I was just like, oh God, like I just, I get tired of explaining it to people because like they like either they don't say anything or they just like oh like what did you do and then I just like I was like I, I wrestled and they're like well you clearly lost I was like I actually won okay <laughs> won I won, I won. Like, well what what did it and I was like I don't know it ask any wrestler any bruiser injury and say what point in your match did this happen I guarantee they're all gonna say I don't know like well, you, you just don't have any idea they're like did I get hit in the elbow and they're like no I'm like oh I don't know First rule of Fight Club: Start fucking with people. When you go to work after a wrestling weekend, go to work and the shit's all bruised. What happened? First rule of Fight Club: We don't talk about Fight Club. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. Why do you have a black eye? It's and I was like, oh. don't worry about it. Yeah. Just, do you really want business. to know? Do you mind your business? Okay. <laughs> do you want to join the Fight Club? Do you want to be okay. part of the Fight Club? Okay. When you die, you get a name. Bob got a name. You get a Who's name. Bob? We don't know. Bob was it? Well, did you ever see the movie Fight Club? I did. Okay, so you know who Bob is. I know who Bob is. Yeah, Bob. Bob is the uh, Bob is the, the dude with the boobs. Yeah, but I don't live in a house like that. Come on. No, you don't. No, okay, you don't. Live, I'm not saying you live in a house like that. I'm not saying that. She leaves us like, damn. Like she's really trying to be in Fight Club here. She's fucking. You know, she's got the plants in the basement. She's got. Yeah, the like rip. Like, what are you doing to these students? You say you can join my school. But I mean, like, you, you gotta live in nothing. Like, you can't have running water. Like, we are going straight Wallace. from the beginning here. Wallace, you gotta live in, you gotta live in, like, borderline hell to you make live. it here. Okay, that's what you have to do. But back to my question about the support system. Like, yeah. when when you don't think you could do it or when you get nervous, do you do, was there any piece of advice from your dad or any members of your family where they were like, you can do this. You you will do this and you will succeed. Because I know for me, I'm my daughter's biggest fans. And I know your dad probably feels the same oh, yeah. way. So it's it's hard too, because like you get my family, I was so lucky how supportive they are. Cause especially like you go through a lot a lot of like mental struggles in this industry too, like body image wise, your talent-wise, like you gotta put yourself out there. How you're like there's a lot of ups and downs and everyone has an opinion whether you want it or not and you got to be able to take things with a grain of salt and what i get a lot of people being like what's the goal what's the end goal like, when, when are you going to keep doing this like how long are you going to keep putting yourself through this and all this and then when i get like those down moments like usually my dad will say he goes do it as long as you want but like keep pushing if you feel like it in yourself like this isn't for me anymore don't like kill yourself over it. Don't make, don't come out a worse individual. Keep doing it. So it's making you a better person, but he goes, keep pushing yourself. And even like my mom, who's gets scared every single time I have a match still to this day, but like, we'll go to the grocery store and show like her friends that she hasn't seen in 10 years, videos of me. I'm like, can you stop? Like no one cares, but she goes like, you're, you're doing something and that you love, but she goes, you, everyone can tell you're happy. Like, I remember the beginning, they're like, remember when you couldn't stop smiling? Like, you can ask any wrestler. I was the most, like, psychotic smiler when I was getting punched in the face. And they're like, are you good? I was like, yeah, they're really hurt. And they're like, why are you smiling? I was like, I don't know, but you're genuinely happy. So those moments where I'm like, I'll critique myself so much now. And I'll be like, oh, that wasn't good. Or like, I shouldn't have done something like that. Or you watch a match back, you're like, oh, like, I don't feel my best. Like, I gained five pounds. And my hair doesn't fit the same. And be like... Yeah, but I'm still happy doing this. So like, I'm still going to wake up and go to training. Like I still have that discipline. And so there's been at some points where, yeah, I'll skip training or I won't go all the time. And then I realize I'm like, why would I stop going to training just because I've had more shows? Like, why am I stopping this? I get to be around people who I love and care about and have fun with. I get to keep learning. And I always leave the ring happier than when I went in. Guaranteed. Like whether I'm frustrated with myself or I've had a bad day or the match didn't go well, I always like to my core, my gut, I'll get in the car. I'll call my mom and be like, yeah, like I got hurt or this happened. But I was like, but I feel better. Like I, I feel better. Like I feel like myself again. And she was like, 
then do it as long as you want then. As long as you keep, it like kind of grounds you and you feel like yourself, keep doing it. Or else if you're not happy doing it and you're not enjoying it, then why the hell are you still doing it? You could be the best wrestler in the world, but if you're not enjoying it and you're not putting your soul out there, everyone's going to see that. Like you can only cover it so much. So that's kind of like what I, what my like support system, my family and even my close friends are like, when you're not happy anymore, we'll be able to see that and we'll call you out straight up. Like there's a difference between having a bad day and having self-doubt and you just being miserable doing something. I like that. Again, wise beyond your years. That's why the game we're going to play at the end of the show, I haven't played a game in a while, but I feel like you're going to get a kick out of the game. So we're going to play it in a bit. It's called one or the other. I'll explain the rules in a second. But my final question before we get in the game, actually a statement, then a question. You are officially now a member of the Straight Talk family. So anytime you want to come back on the show, you are more than welcomed. Uh, Our podcast is your podcast. Uh, Your Riot Championship is our Riot Championship. So we we feel like we feel like we're, we're a big part of that win those you know where we feel like we're even though we we weren't there we You weren't there but it's it's ours it's ours when it comes to uh the origin of vanna black uh everyone's names are synonymous like they always change their names up stuff and that where did and the reason why i asked this is because i uh i i'm interested where did vanna black come from like there could have been any name you could have called yourself serena de la hoya but you went vanna black Okay, first of all, no one tells you how hard it is to come up with the name sometimes, okay? okay. And that's why you see a lot of people, they're like, it's my real name. And I was like, maybe I should have just done that. Like, I should have just done, like, because you got to think of who are you? What are you? Is it just like an emulation of your everyday life or what's enough? But I wanted, like, me, myself, like, they say, what's the difference between Vanna Black and you everyday life? Vanna Black's got a little bit more confidence. I still have the sass. I still have the edge. I still have like that feisty Italian personality, but Vanna Black's just going to be like, I'm just going to do it. Like there's no one stopping me. And at first everyone at training called me arm because I couldn't come up with a name. So I swear to God, you go to some shows, there's been times where I've come out and they're like arm. And I was like, God damn it. Don't call me that. <laughs> like it makes no sense. Like I'm st- like, if I was like ripped on steroids, sure. Call me arm, but absolutely not. But when I was training, I used to show up to training in a baby blue minivan. That was my car. Okay. And I called it the Vanna because it was a van and it was a play off my name. So it was the Vanna and the Vanna died. We had to put it to rest. And I was just like, you know what? I was always that one that stood out a bit that would show up to training in a soccer mom van. And everyone's like, how many kids do you have in there? Like I always stood out in a different way. And the van, the Vanna did that. So I was just like, why not continue that name? Like it goes well, it flows. And I think like when I went to Vanna Black, I was just like, it, you, I could be good. I could be bad. You don't know what you're going to get. Like it really is like depending on the day, kind of like, what? Do, who am I up against? Do I have to be more nice and kind of like play it off that way? Or am I just going balls to the wall and I'm just going at it right away? Like that's kind of, it started from a van being just that odd one out but like kind of perked everyone's attention i was like yeah that's vanna i i i believe that and all the times i've asked the question of origin names that has to be the one that will forever stick out in my mind because it was a baby blue van too it It wasn't a black van it was that's what's the best part about the story you could have called yourself vanna blue no 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 you want vanna black and then and then everyone after was like it's gonna be like vanna white like off of wheel of fortune i was like no 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 it's after a baby blue minivan mm-hmm. like that's that, that i had no ac that's what it's after i had one person at a show make vanna black in the tiles from wheel of fortune <laughs> and i was like oh god it's happening the the origin I story is changing so bad. i was just like in my inner self i want to yell at them and be like that's not what my name is from but i was like that's so cool that sign is awesome but you you're wrong you're wrong 100 like, oh vanna white vanna black black white and i was like oh yeah no, absolutely not even close like you thought way too normal i went to another street you know what you can do whenever you evolve to a new finishing move you can call it the final spin like Pat Sajak always says, let's go for the final spin. You can call it the yes. final spin. Yeah. I had one guy, I think, I don't know if it was in Florida. I forget who it was, but they were like, oh, if you go really heel and you want to do the Vanna White gimmick, you can be like every time, like, give me an F. And then someone can say, give me a U. Is there an F in here? Do you want it? I was like, 
kind of <laughs> <laughs> I'll get killed here. <laughs> I love this. I like, who wants a vowel? Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> I want to <laughs> solve the puzzle. Go to Brad. Brad, can I buy a vowel in this match? He's like, no. What no, are you talking no, about? No, there's no vowels. You can't buy a vowel. There's no R S T L N E. There's none of this. None of that. I know. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's it's a good story. It's uh. It is. You know what? I'm not gonna be that person that changes their name. I was like, it's always gonna be Vanna Black. Vanna Black. I absolutely adore it. All right, before we say goodbye and shout out the socials, the game is called One or the Other. I give you two options, and you have to pick one like that. No explanation, no reason needed. Okay. It's very simple. And the reason why, the reason why, it is hard, but it's also truthful. Because the first answer that pops in your head is the answer that's the truth. It's true. You just yeah. won't, it. even if you want the other answer, if you chose that answer, that means that subconsciously is what you really want. Okay. Okay, so here we go. I'll give you an example. Easy, very easy to start. Apple or Android? Apple. Okay, there you go. There we go. Yeah. Now we're going to prepare the game. I'm going to ask, ask you five questions. We're going to begin the game now. Okay. Yeah. Dairy Queen ice cream or McDonald's McFlurries? McDonald's McFlurries. She answered that super quick. Okay. Minivans or SUVs? Minivans. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yes. Good. Good for you. <laughs> 80s classics like The Breakfast Club or 90s over-the-top action movies like Double Impact? 90s over-the-top. Okay, I love it. I love it. That's a good answer. Billy Eilish or Billy Idol? Billy Idol. Oh, look at that. I thought you were, I really did think you were going to go the other way. I did. I thought you, you were going to go. But, no. I did. I thought. We got no okay. explanation though. We, can't, we just got to go with it. No, no explanation. Absolutely no explanation. And the final question. This one's huge. This one gets a lot of, a lot of people have trouble with this one. Pepperoni pizza or Hawaiian pizza? Like, do I have to explain that I don't, if I like it or not? Or just like, if it's there, which one am I going to pick up? Which one are you going to pick up? I'm going to pick up a pepperoni pizza. Okay, fair enough. That's fine. That's but fine. we do like Hawaiian pizza. There's no, like, mm -hmm. I'm not like an absolute hater of it, but it's like. Listen, pizza. listen, my, here's my philosophy on the Hawaiian pizza, okay? It's all four food groups. Think about it. Think about it realistically. Balanced diet. It is about, it is a hundred percent. You've got your fruit. You got your vegetables. You got your meat. You got your cheese. It's all there. Now I just want ice cream and pizza. Really, like I'm a big foodie. I mean, well, next time I see you guys, you're gonna get because I'll go to training and I'll stress bake. So I'll show up to training with like muffins for everyone. I swear to God, it is the weirdest thing because I can't have it in my house. I'm gonna eat it all. Right. So it was like my uh my buddy Jacks William. So I was like, "What's your favorite muffin?" He's like, "Carrot chocolate chip." I I he's like, "I like the carrot ones for Tim Hortons." I for weeks I was just baking this kid muffins. We had like someone else coming into training. I'm like, here, rip half cookies. And they're like, what did you make? I was like, I don't know. Just get rid of it all. Like, I'm going to bake it all. It's good. <laughs> I'll like go to shows now. I'll just be like, here, who wants like, if I can put it in a bag and just ship it to people, there you go. <laughs> so you could evolve really Vanna Black. You could, if you really wanted to, you could evolve Vanna Black into Vanna Crocker, like Betty Crocker. Betty Crocker. Oh. Vanna Crocker, right? Yeah. It's after a minivan and yeah, there you go. It's just yeah. the minivan and Betty. We've just we've established your dark Super Saiyan persona. That's yeah, what if I went done. full on heel dark. Like right now, I'm kind of like depends on the day. Depends However, the day. I wake up feeling is what people are depends on the day. Get. Huh? You want you want to you want to eat my chocolate chip carrot muffin? How about I beat you with the spatula and I whoop your ass? That's it. Just my head my childhood. You want the wooden spoon? <laughs> Old listen. school Italians here getting chills. Yeah, I'm half. Listen, I'm half Italian, and uh, I can tell you right now, my mom, my mom, my mom's go-to was not the wooden spoon. It was the rolling pin. I was gonna say that's a very non-enough thing to do. Was the rolling pin? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She whoop you on the. I used to. My ass was so flat back in the day from getting the rolling pin. Just <laughs> they're making pizza for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely on on that note as we talk about abusive childhoods you know <laughs> of black this has been an incredible conversation you are definitely a bright spot and you are hilarious and uh now that i know where your name comes from it changes things on so many different levels it does <laughs> it does you're not gonna look at me the same way once people say that they're like she wears purple and black it's vanna black which came from a baby blue minivan I think I think I'm going to for the thumbnail for this. Uh, I'm going to spoil it right now for the thumbnail for this on YouTube. It's going to be a picture of a minivan 
with my head, your head, and Cassie's head as we're just <laughs> driving around. <laughs> That's... I remember being like, what is this? Be like, you gotta well, listen to you got, it. You gotta watch it. Watch yeah, it. you gotta watch through a good amount of it to get to the truth of it. That's yeah, you got PR right that's there. What, that's absolutely what it is. You want to find out the reason behind this thumbnail? Watch, and I'm not going to tell you to what point of the interview it happened, but just watch just this. Watch it. It might we not even might cut it out. You don't even know. Just... Fuck that. I don't cut anything. The interview stays the same through and through. Same. They're going to hear every single bad story I've ever told. Everything. It's all coming to light. It's all coming to light. Before you go, my dear, please shout out your social so everyone can follow the journey. That is Vanna Black. Yeah. So on Instagram, I am Vanna underscore Black underscore Pro. And then on Twitter, it's Vanna Black 13. People steal my name all the time or whatever. Just those two. Um, yeah. My Instagram one is kind of like the go-to. I post a lot of, of recently I posted because I always do the rope shape from the middle rope because I was a big Batista fan. That got a big kick because he does it from the top and there's a little lamps going from the middle so yeah i like to do fun things you got to make it fun post things not always like glitz and glam and the fancy posts of me like in my gear and all that it's like oh you want to see someone get hit put a funny meme to it we'll do that too so and occasionally she will post also uh full videos of her falling those happen quite a bit yeah that's all oh, this is the one thing is all my big injuries no one's ever caught on tape oh, oh when i gotta change my, this when i hurt my back and i was in the hospital i remember like the move happened in training i took a kitchen sink the wrong way which then everyone thinks like you actually fell into a kitchen sink which is not what happened but i was just like no one got it on footage when my thumb came out in the dungeon no one got it on footage i was like can we like so rule number one of everyone i say it in training and match i was like if i get hurt get a picture real quick and then just tend to me make yeah. sure i'm fine but it's like what happens if there's no proof We'll figure it out one day. We will. Okay. Maybe on my Instagram we're going to have to start attaching. Yeah. Then we, we're going to have to start attaching GoPros to everybody's head to make sure that they can capture whatever. They're just seeing like stupid shit that I say now. It's like, she hasn't even falling yet. What is wrong with her? This is the worst reality show <laughs> ever. Just fall. Why is she still baking? Like, God, I'm so confused. And where's the van? Where's the, there's no van here. There's no van down by the river. This is bullshit <laughs> all right guys we rambled lots of sleep for the Come last on. five minutes but this is amazing what a conversation this is why straight talk does what it does thank you vanna black you were enjoyable peace love and wrestling guys we'll see you next week thank you so much for watching please don't forget to like subscribe comment and turn on that notification bell so you get notified each time we post a video alternatively you can check us out on all podcast platforms and host it on podbean we are also available on the SNME Network. That's the Sunday Night Main Event Patreon. Please feel free to check us out there as well. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter, at Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram, Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook, Straight Talk Wrestling on TikTok. And of course, you can check out all our merch at ProWrestlingTees.com. I don't even make a cosign. Without the liquor, you become a victim. You ain't never got a pole mine. I ain't messing with this generation. Fuck your gender, I ain't got...